I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. If you were with us uh, earlier this week, we had our good friend and pollster Scott Rasmussen on the program, and he was talking about. Much of the polling that's happening nationally that uh, is showing that Republicans, center-right, center, and even from some from the center-left, are starting to come together around policy. That's the headline. However, as is often the case, messaging makes it messy, especially for the Republicans. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So as we mentioned, Scott Rasmussen's polling showed that there are a large cross-section of people from the center-left to the center-right that have come together in what they believe are the right policies. Many of them are the policies that were put in place under former President Donald Trump. Uh, They were asked, citizens were asked, uh, if you had someone, if temperament, uh, and uh, personality were equal, would you want someone who had policies closer to that of former President Donald Trump or those with policies closer to a Joe Biden or a Bernie Sanders or an Elizabeth Warren? And uh, by over 60%, it was to the right in terms of the Republicans. Now, the Republican Party in and of itself, this is the think again moment, uh, is still very messy. I think the Republicans are quite united in terms of what policy solutions should be put forward. Uh, And yet the messaging uh, is still in meltdown. Uh, Yesterday, Paul Ryan, former Speaker of the House of Representatives, former vice presidential candidate, uh, he gave a speech at the Reagan Library in California. Uh, That's a pretty great place to give a speech. And uh, he delivered something that was very interesting in terms of where the movement, the conservative movement, is in terms of policy. Here's what he had to say. With a strong showing of conservative candidates, Republicans last year came very, very close to regaining a House majority. No one expected that, especially in an election cycle where we lost the presidency and then the Senate in a runoff. Of course, since 2016, we have learned to get used to big and unexpected things happening in American politics. Even for our good showing in the House, 2020 left Republicans powerless in Washington. Even worse, it was horrifying to see a presidency come to such a dishonorable and disgraceful end. 
So that was the beginning of a speech by Paul Ryan, again, former Speaker of the House. Uh, that is a majestic space uh, to give a speech. If you have not been to the Reagan Library, I love all of the presidential libraries, uh, regardless of whether they're Democrats or Republicans. Uh, but there is just something very majestic about the Reagan Library, where it sits, uh, looking over the valley. Uh, of course, they have the big Air Force One there that literally is inside and outside the building. Uh, it's huge. And then to give a speech there, uh, I got to do that one time, uh, and it's an awesome place to deliver a speech. And uh, so Paul Ryan continued uh, his message, and again, a lot of this was where are conservatives really? Uh, it seems like they're congealing around policy, uh, but the messaging and the communication strategy seems uh, to be all over the map, and a lot of uh, side roads, jolts, uh, and misses is what seems to keep coming up for the Republicans. So, once again, we conservatives find ourselves at a crossroads. And here's the reality that we have to face. If the conservative cause depends on the populist appeal of one personality or of second-rate imitations, then we're not going anywhere. Voters looking for Republican leaders want to see independence and medal. They will not be impressed by the sight of yes-men and flatterers flocking to Mar-a-Lago. We win majorities by directing our loyalty and respect to voters and by staying faithful to the conservative principles that unite us. Now, I think what Paul Ryan said there applies, again, whether you find yourself on the left or the right. Uh, if your political party becomes centered on personalities or individual politicians, that is not a winning strategy. Uh, and even to say that, uh, standing in a place where a lot of people say, well, Reagan was that personality. But even Reagan himself recognized that it wasn't about him. That was part of the power of it all. Uh, Paul Ryan actually invoked Ronald Reagan and something Reagan said in his farewell address to the nation. Maybe you recall Ronald Reagan's parting words in the proper farewell address of a successful two-term president. Here is how he acknowledged his reputation as a great communicator. He said, quote, And in all of that time, I want a nickname the great communicator, but I never thought it was my style or the words I used that made a difference. It was the content. I wasn't a great communicator, but I communicated great things, and they didn't spring full bloom from my brow. They came from the heart of a great nation, from our experience, our wisdom, and our belief in the principles that have guided us for two centuries. They called it the Reagan Revolution. Well, I'll accept that. But for me, it always seemed more like the great rediscovery, a rediscovery of our values and our common sense. A rediscovery of our values and common sense. That's what communicating is really all about. And uh, I love that's one of the great speeches uh, delivered as uh, President Reagan was winding down his two terms as president of the United States. Uh, he said it wasn't about being a great communicator. It was communicating great things which are always found in principles, the principles of our country. And those principles can be argued from the left and the right in terms of policy, and that's fine, and that's good. That makes us a better country. Uh, I want to close out this uh, segment again, a very fascinating speech by Paul Ryan. Uh, he is a brilliant, a brilliant, brilliant guy when it comes to policy. Uh, we had uh, great conversations about a lot of things in terms of civil society uh, and, and how do you do that when, in my time back in Washington. Uh, I always thought he struggled with the speakership, not because he didn't have the policy ideas, 
but because of the politics and the messiness of the messaging uh, that he continued had uh, having to herd cats around. Uh, but let's close out this segment with something we all should be thinking about. Uh, Reagan said, again, it seemed like this was not a revolution, but a rediscovery of our values and common sense. Remembers an important word for us as we roll into this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, listen to the, ve- this is the very last thing that President Reagan said to the American people as he finished out his second term in office. And let me offer lesson number one about America. All great change in America begins at the dinner table. So tomorrow night in the kitchen, I hope the talking begins. And children, if your parents haven't been teaching you what it means to be an American, let them know and nail them on it. That would be a very American thing to do. (laughs) I absolutely love that. Uh, We should all think again about that. So we should remember We should remember the principles, all of the things that unite us. We need to remember those who have given the last full measure of devotion to defend those very principles. And then we should remember that all great conversations and all great things in this country begin at the dinner table. And as President Reagan said to the young people of the country, start that conversation with your parents tomorrow night at the dinner table. And if they don't talk to you about it, nail them on it. That would be a very very American thing to do. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.